Hi everybody, welcome to another episode of the Resonate Into Riches podcast. I am your host, Marquise Trent, and I just want to say thank y'all for those that have been tuning in, for those that have been listening. I pray that y'all have been getting immense value from these fantastic guests that we've been having on the show. And of course, today is no different whatsoever. I got a heavy hitter. I got a major winner in the building. I'm so excited to interview her today. Um, I've been watching her for some time and just seeing the wins that she's been racking up and definitely empowering our people. As you know, the Resonate Into Riches podcast is about the mindset. It's about the internal work. It's about the beliefs and the principles that we need to develop in order to get the successes that we desire in life and fulfilling our calling. So I want to introduce a powerhouse. She is a hair and scalp specialist, a hair doctor, very necessary with all of the alopecia and the loss that we see everywhere in both women and men. Uh, she's a mentor to many, many people. She definitely empowers women. She's a mindset leader. She speaks heavily on the mindset because we know that the mindset is the most crucial aspect. She's also the founder and visionary of the Right Division, uh, I'll say cohort, I guess might be the right word, where she has an event that she has professionals come and empower her her guests that are in attendance. But of course, she'll tell y'all so much more about that. So I want to introduce to some Miss Queen King. How you doing? Thank you. What an amazing introduction. Thank you for that. I'm blessed. That's what I can say. I'm blessed. Fantastic. Fantastic. So tell the people who you are, where you're from, what it is that you do, and we'll get into the interview. So yes, good morning or good evening. We're going to see this replay. My name is Queen King. I'm from Boston, Massachusetts. Boston, Massachusetts. I am a hair and scalp therapist. So which means I take care of people's hair who have hair loss from cancer treatment, alopecia, uh, from any kind of traction alopecia, any kind of hair loss. I um, cater to those needs. And I also am a master barber. So I was a master barber before I even became a cosmetologist. So I have skills with those clippers, okay? And a mindset leader, a mindset leader, because I believe that the mindset is one of the most important aspects to growth and development as a person and as a business, um, as an entrepreneur. So I have a brunch every year now. We're having a second annual brunch. It's actually coming up this Sunday from 1 to 5, November 12, and it's a goal-setting brunch. So the whole purpose of this brunch is to come together with other like-minded people. And what's like-minded people, Marquise, is literally like-minded people to the extent where if you're elevating, if you're growing, if you're developing, if you want tremendous growth in your business, that's the kind of like-minded people. And you say like-minded people and you're down and out, you're depressed, you're you're in despair, that's not the like-minded people we want to be um, <laughs> in, in, in conjoining with, right? So Absolutely. it's important to be in proximity with people who are doing well, who are doing great, Absolutely. who are very successful. And success is different for everybody, right? So indeed. Let me let me stop you. Let me stop you. You start to you start to flow already. She she flowing already. So let me stop you there real quick. First okay. of all, thank yeah. you. And so but I want y'all to see what's in you comes out of you. It's yeah. just it's just that simple. So you know, this is the genuine shit. She already flowing into the nuggets of, of who she is. But I wanted to backtrack a little bit. Um, sure. If you don't mind telling people, just, just as much as you're comfortable sharing, uh, could you tell us a little bit of, about your upbringing, where you're coming from out of Boston and things of that nature? And then we'll just flow into more of the uh, the necessities. 
Yes, so good question. I am what they call a PK, a preacher's kid. So I'm okay. you know, a, a church girl, right? But being a PK has propelled me to really be a servant leader, to mm. really want to serve. Like I'm in the service industry and a whole lot of serving is not going on. That's why my mentorship mm. program is vital because I get to go back to the basics of what an entrepreneur is and that's servitude, that's serving. So um, wow. with that being said, with coming from, um, you know, a religious family, uh, or, or I guess I could say a family who has a relationship with God, because that's another thing I had to learn that. powerful. There's a difference between having a relationship with God and religion, right? But um, my, my dad is a very prominent um, speaker, wow. educator, bishop here in the Boston and New England area. And I, I've learned so much from him. So that's what... That's a major part of my upbringing and who I am awesome. and why I am who I am today. That's fantastic. Yeah. So can I ask you this? I spoke with another brother. Um, our episode will be coming out soon, and I didn't know that about him also. Was your experience one of, you know, coming up under those rules so when you got a chance to get out, you went a little buck wild for it? <laughs> Did you go a little buck wild for a little bit and have to come back to the Lord, or was it just walking straight the whole time? So I got saved when I was eight years old. Eight years old, wow. and I got filled with the Holy Spirit at 11 years old. So my wow. upbringing was personal. I had a personal relationship with God at a very young age. So yes, That's I had powerful, a lot of mistakes man. along the way, you know, but, you know, even when it comes to, I be transparent, when it comes to even sexuality and breaking virginity mm-hmm. and all that, I was a lot older mm-hmm. than most people, you know, because gotcha. I just wanted wanted to, you know, just please love you know that you know buying brimstone coming down on you -hmm. you know and i was raised that way so um i i i I didn't have a perfect life you know i had my Mm -hmm. fair share of even um low self-esteem of Mm -hmm. um being a people pleaser i've just overcome Mm -hmm. that the past five years Mm -hmm. and yeah my pleasure so wow i i didn't have the opportunity, or I didn't have the desire to go buck wild, um, because I okay. I had my foot all the way in the church, and I was still in the mm-hmm. club, you know. Just think mm-hmm. I was too scared to leave the Lord, and not, you know, wow. that's why I live a life of, of discipline even now. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, I never went too far. Never went too far. I'm too scared. You know, I, for real, I'm glad I asked you that because that's commendable. You know, we live in such a dark world. And mm. we can see even from the back in the day, you know, in the scripture and everything, you know, they picked Barabbas over Jesus, you know. So mm. living in a fallen world where naturally, we know the scriptures say, you know, there's no good thing in the flesh. So naturally mm. people are drawn to what's bad. Look at look at how mm. Scarface was so glorified, you know what I'm saying? Money, yeah. power, respect, and kill, yeah. you know, just everything that he stood yeah. for. You know, women want a bad boy and all that. Like, I get, you know, there's some differences in that. But overall, people are drawn to the negative. So I commend you for having the the wherewithal and the discipline because, hey, let's just keep it honest. It's easy to go straight. Many people, you know, mm-hmm. may come up in the church. That was my my story. Came, I was raised good, but the street's bad. I came up in the, the Baptist church. I tell my story. I ain't knocking nobody. But I didn't know about Holy Spirit and power and true spirituality and relationship. All I knew mm. was religion. So I had a 
I had enough of a moral compass to say, well, I know selling drugs is wrong. I know this is wrong. I know that is wrong. But you know what I'm saying? So it was easier for me, my store, to while out. We party on Saturday in the church on Sunday, all of that type of stuff and got into all the trouble and this and that. So I I greatly commend you for that. I thank you for sharing that, especially about the people pleasing aspect. And I would like to hit on that a little bit. Um, Because I know a lot of people deal with that. Could you tell me, I guess, hindsight, maybe where you think that may have come from? And then how did it negatively affect you? And how did you ultimately overcome it? So where where do you believe the root of it came from? How did that affect you in your everyday life? And then how did you ultimately overcome that? So I believe, because I've done a lot of meditating and thinking and um you know, mm-hmm. growing from that place. But I believe a lot of it come from me being molested at a, at a very young age, you know, okay. from, a, a, from a family member, okay? Um, and then also being a, a child who I was integrated into a family where my dad um, had, you know, a, a child already who was married and he's like, I'm going to go get my baby. She's not going to be raised by her grandmother anymore. I'm going to raise her with my family because she is mine. And, yeah. you know, going into that setting from being raised with my grandmother and my mom um, part-time uh, at a very young age, it allowed me to feel like kind of like the outcast, kind of like, am I really, do I really belong here? Um, is, is this really for me? Right? And then, and a lot of people have that story where they don't have like a full sibling or, or they feel like there's not really that full connection. We don't have the same mom and dad. Do they really love me? Um, Man. So, you know, feeling like the, the black sheep, no matter how much people say they love you, no matter how Come much people, now. you know, say that they care for you, still have those idiosyncrasies that, that's brewing up inside you that this is not mm. all mine. So, whew. Take a pause right there because you took a deep breath. No, because it's deep. It's it's deep. I've experienced aspects of that. I've seen mm-hmm. aspects of that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so so by all means, continue, continue. Yes. I did I did bring you because you know I come from a a, a, a similar situation. Um, okay. But it's it's a, it's some differences though. You know, but I have okay. experienced I have experienced that. So not like oh my god, what was me. It was just you painting this picture so clearly, and I know so many people relate. Like, I mean, you know, children out of wedlock, several different siblings, like, you know, new family, dad remarried, mom remarried. Like, this is an unfortunate reality. That's one of my, I like saying that. Like, it's an unfortunate reality. It's a reality nonetheless. But yeah, I mean, yeah, I totally get it. So, I totally get it. How I um, how I tried to interject myself when it, even when it came with friends or relationships, mm-hmm. I tried to, like do more because I didn't feel like I was mm-hmm. nothing. I didn't feel like I was worthy or even you know um, deserving, right? So mm-hmm. that allowed me and caused me to people please. I want I wanted to put a smile on people's face. I didn't want anyone angry at me. I didn't want anyone mm-hmm. to be upset by my no or by my you know just not wanting to be a part of something, right? Mm-hmm. 
So here it is, me a grown adult. What allowed me to overcome from being a people pleaser is understanding that my wants and needs and desires are just as important as yours. Oh my God. But it really was that simple when it when it began to click. Wow. <laughs> and it just it just I had that light bulb moment. See, that's when we we miss the mark when we have those aha moments and we don't do anything with them. It's just almost like a revelation mm. and we just sit it on the shelf. No, what are you gonna wow. do when you have the aha moment? Right? So I had an aha moment and I start to expound on it. Like, oh, if they upset with me because I said no, they're still gonna, you know, talk to me in a couple of weeks. Okay. Even if they don't, <laughs> life still goes for, on. For sure, for sure, for sure. That's you know, powerful. That was so on. small, but powerful. Mm -hmm. That was an aha moment right there, y'all. I wanted y'all to catch that because many people, I've dealt with people, please, without question. Like, I ain't going to, you know, but what you just said is important. For, so for those out there that still may be dealing with it, you know, because it's levels to how much you're doing it and you grow through it. So she was saying, right. she realized, well, if I say no, more than likely they're going to talk to me again anyway when they get over it. But even if they don't, that's the big part where we have to be accepting of. Some people may leave your life and you got to analyze those relationships and say, well, hey, if you don't want to deal with me because of that, how rooted was our relationship anyway? How solid were we really? I mean, let's just be, I mean, it ain't, it ain't rocket science. We're not doing brain surgery. If you ask me to do something and I said, no, I can't, or, or I won't be able to, or whatever, whether mm -hmm. I gave an explanation or not, because some people mm -hmm. say you should be able to say no or no explanation, but mm -hmm. while you're growing into it, you might say no, because, but right. give yourself the pat on the back that you said no, but then look at it like, well, dang, you got mad like that. What's really going on here? Because one oh. thing that I've learned is that if people find that according to your trauma, because people deal with you according to how they perceive you and what you allow. Yeah. So yeah. if you, if somebody dealing with you and they were like, man, all I got to do is ask Queen or all I got to do is ask James or all I got to do is ask Marquise or all I got to do is ask Tasha to do this, more times than not, they're going to say, yeah, you know what I'm saying? They're going to help. Mm -hmm. They like to help. But then you're like, no, nah, I can't cuz, or no, nah, I just can't, or no. And they get bent out of shape. They lost an aspect of control over you. And they feel you some type I'm, of way about that. <laughs> I, I wanted to elaborate. And you used the word I was going to use. It's a, it's a go ahead. of control. But go ahead. Control, I'm really with, and what the word God tells me about control, when someone wants to have control over you, that's a form of witchcraft. It's witchcraft. Yeah. I don't want so my yeah. thing is I've learned that when you say yes to people all the time, you, you become an enabler. You don't give them wow. opportunity to grow beyond you. Mm. I'm gonna say that again. That's good. You become an enabler because you don't give a person the opportunity to grow beyond you. So guess what? Mm. When you do say no, everything is figure out about. They're going to figure it out. If you don't give them the money, guess what? They're going to figure it out. If you don't let them uh -huh. stay in the extra room in your house and you know that they're not going to be <laughs> responsible, they're still going to work it out. If you don't let them use your car because you know they're irresponsible, they're, they're going to work it out. They're going to work it out. And you, allow, you propel them 
to be responsible to pull on other muscles of them, right, that they need to exercise to be able to be the best version of themselves. Now, watch but this. Always, uh -huh, go ahead. I, I definitely want to, first of all, that was great. Now, watch this, y'all, because that also applies with God in our lives. Many times we ask for certain things and he like, no. <laughs> Why he don't owe nobody no explanation, but sometimes him giving us a yes at that moment can weaken us because we become so dependent. Yes, we, we, we are to depend on God, but in certain moments, he's trying to develop a different level of strength in you. And if he says yes at that moment, you won't be able to have the strength that's developed through hardship. Because when you go through hardship, you're building the, the muscle of the soul, the muscle of the spirit, the muscle of the mind, the muscle of the will, that grip. Because, for instance, mm -hmm. when you go to the gym, you can lift 10 pounds. All right. But my last personal rep, I had got I had got up to 60 pounds where I was curling a 160-pound dumbbell. But that took time. That took me pushing past just a little bit. Pushing past a little bit more and a little bit more. So the same happens for us because mm -hmm. everybody want to wear the crown. Let's keep mm -hmm. it real. Everybody want yeah. to the, the, the wear the crown. And the, but people don't want to go through the purging and the pruning and the development process it really takes to be king or queen. There's another mm -hmm. scripture, and I'm going to turn it over to you. There's another scripture that was powerful. I don't think a lot of people, you don't even really hear about it much. But there's a scripture when it says, that the young boy became king at eight years old, mm -hmm. but the mm -hmm. governors and those in the in the house they were running the kingdom while he was growing. Why? Because although according to the technical aspect of the law, he's the heir, he's the king. But we all know an eight year old is not yet fit to rule a nation in the land. Right. So although you may have stuff according to your airship, there's a developmental process that needs to take place in order for you to rule and reign properly. So thank you for being vulnerable. Thank you for sharing with people that you were able to overcome because people please it can be so debilitating. Oh God. It's so yes. debilitating. Could you speak to that? So yes. Yeah, so one thing about it being debilitating is because it's something that you practice for so long. It's something that mm. was just a part of your nature. So, mm. and I spoke to one of my, my mentees last week, and she's been doing so well when it came to, like, even her prices and, and, and uh, wow. serving, serving on a high level, right? So, say, for instance, something used to be 55, now it's 125. She's mm, been doing lately. Let's go. She realized she was given discounts just because, because she went back to her old habits, her old nature to please the person. So although the price is valued and was given at 125, wow. she still found her saying, you know what? Um, just give me 110 today. Why the heck wow. did you do that? So then we asked her, what are you dealing with that allows you to feel that she has to appease that person? in that way. And guess what she said? What she said? Because <laughs> she said because I've had a series of cancellations while mm. I'm now thinking that 
because I had a series of cancellations, it may be due to my pricing. And I want to make sure this person comes back. So let me lower the price. No, 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 no. So she had to get outside of her self and get back inside of her new mindset Let's to go. know that she is worthy, valuable, and don't ever lessen yourself. Listen, the price is the price for one, and you are worthy, deserving of your hire. So it's, it's just an amazing thing when it comes to, you know, feeling like that that people pleasing is still there. You know how the word of God says, when, when I want to do good, evil is always present. Listen, it's so, because it's a part of your nature to want to Oof. disturb and pour out that way. But it's in an unhealthy way because you Come have to that. have those moments where you grow and develop and um and just become the person that look at look at you have to become the person people are looking to pay. For sure. Everybody right don't want to deal in discount. I had to learn that. <laughs> I had to learn that. I come I come from that mindset of, you know, lack and poverty and mm -hmm. scarcity and things of that nature. You know what I'm saying? Uh and especially our people, you already know a lot of, you know, that oh man, that's that a preach just by itself. Where that that shared, you know, blacks, we have that shared traumatic history. So mm -hmm. it's like we have certain levels of Realistically, expectation. I'm expecting to get the hookup because when I go to the man, I don't get the hookup. So I'm coming to you, brother, sister, for the hookup. But it's like, well, although that may be true, you don't get the hookup from the man. If we spend straight money with each other, you know, that can just change the dynamic as we continue. And, and. ensuring that your product and service is valuable to that degree because a lot of right. I'm sure you didn't dealt with it in your business. I'm sure you didn't send it on social media where our people like, hey, people want the hookup, people want the discount, but man, when I do business with black people, uh they late on returning the product, the service is halfway. This so it, it puts people in such an awkward position mm -hmm. because it's like, yeah, mm -hmm. I want to spend money on some black Wall Street. I want to empower people that look like us so we could grow as a unit, but if I'm getting poor service, if I'm getting poor quality, if I'm getting then you put me in an awkward position because at the end of the day, I work hard for my money whatever, either naturally through systems or whatever, I've mm -hmm. done what's necessary to earn my money and I want a quality service and product for my money. I love that. Please speak that to way. that. <laughs> um, because this is this is the thing. People pay for what they want, and people pay for Ooh. what they see the value in. So, for sure, like me, I choose not to be the McDonald's of the industry. McDonald's Ooh. ain't going nowhere. So there's always going to be the McDonald's, but there's always going to be the high end steakhouse. Also, I choose I to be it. the high end steakhouse. So I don't attract McDonald's mentality type. Mm. I don't attract that. Right, I attract steakhouse um, clientele. So when wow. they see my price list, when they see the services that I render, when they see that they're not just getting a, a service, they get an experience. Right, they mm. know what they're paying into. 
they, they know that their money and their time is being valued. I'm not coming in 30 minutes, an hour late to service someone who have a nine o'clock appointment coming in at nine fifteen and nine thirty. Yeah, I'm yeah. not doing that. I, I come to learn, come to work looking the part because you can't spell a dream looking like a nightmare. Okay. Ooh. So my thing is, I believe in <laughs> in, in being a, a, a true and real professional for one, right? And then how yeah. are you going to be a witness to somebody else and pull them out of a stuck, stagnant face as an entrepreneur if you're not aligning yourself to do what, what's necessary and needs to be done? <sighs> so Good my stuff. thing is, just like with Hermes and Gucci and all that, people will break mm-hmm. their neck to spend that stuff. But if my name was on a pocketbook king, I'm going to $30,000. Hermes is 30000 Why can't I be 30000 So it's all about how you put, that's why branding is so important. Yeah. That Gucci and all that stuff, all those patterns and stuff, they didn't just create that on their own. Those, a lot of those come from different tribes in Africa. I've been seeing it. I've been seeing it. We all, hey, we, that's a whole nother conversation. That's a whole nother conversation, but thank you for bringing that up. But I want to go yeah. back to did you always have that mindset of I'm going to be the steakhouse of the industry, not the McDonald's, or did that grow with you shedding that people-pleasing uh, disease, so to speak, that many mm-hmm. of us have to deal it with? Because, I, I mean, it, it is. You know, if yeah. this, if one is dis-ease, as we Come look on. at mental health disorders, not all, you know, not all maladies and, and ailments are physical. That's why we have the mm-hmm. mental health disorder. They got the books and all that. Now, I ain't getting mm-hmm. into all the, the truly spiritual aspects. Some stuff is this, yeah. some stuff is that. But I'm just speaking generally to say, mm-hmm. you know, if it causes disorder in your life, if it's causing you anguish, if it's causing you pain, if it's causing mm-hmm. then it's a problem. But to stick right. to the question, did you always have those good quality premium pricings? Or did you have to grow into that as you grew your self-worth? So it took me to have, to want the desire to have a change and a mindset shift. The mentality that I'm just going to work hard. I'm going to hustle, hustle, hustle. And I'm going to be a six-figure stylist because I've been a six-figure stylist for a number of years. So that never enticed me when I see people online and someone, hey, help me be a six-figure stylist. I'm like, mm, next. So... I had this hustle and I give this level of excellence anyway, but the excellence I was given and the prices I was given didn't match. So I said, mm. how can I serve in a way where I can attract my ideal customer, right? How can I serve in a way where I feel more purposeful standing behind this chair, but then really solving a problem? Like I believe that people who solve a problem, they don't go out of business. Those people mm. that always have a surplus because they solve mm-hmm. a problem. So now, since I solve a problem, I'm a solutionist, right? So mm. now that I position myself as a solutionist, what, what is going to be going to propel me to be able to help others see their worth and their value, right? So what I have to do first, I have to Throw away my pride, throw away my lack of understanding, my 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 negative self thoughts. Throw away all of that and get me a mentor. Mm. When you pray and ask 
God to align me with the people, person, community, whatever it is. But th this place where I am right now, I'm ready to give up. I feel stuck. I feel stagnant. I feel like there's no growth. I feel like I'm just in this salon suite and I'm just going to die here. Like I need more. Wow. I need more impact. I need more, more to give to the world. This, this is coming to, to the salon and the stand behind the chair is not enough. So once I got a mentor, that changed the game for me. So that's mm -hmm. why me being people's mentor, and I've been a mentor for a long time, but now I'm a mentor on a level where I connect myself with a lot of people around the country and stuff like that because of my digital platform, online mentorship, right? But I'm intentional about how I feed myself, what I feed myself. And I'm talking about spiritually because physically, we have to turn down that plate sometimes so we can be able to excel spiritually. Because wow. if you always... Whatever you feed the most will be the strongest. You feed your, your flesh more than your spirit, then your flesh will be stronger than your spirit. But if you know how to Come deny on. your flesh and, and turn down that plate sometimes so you can get more filled of the spirit, then your spirit may be stronger. You're not going to be wanting to pop off and keep a lot of time. You know, you're ready to pour out. And I gave an analogy real quick. I gave an analogy last week on my mentorship. And I said, listen, when I come on to this, um, to this program every Wednesday night at 8 p.m., need you all to be ready and prepared to receive because I'm like a nursing mom and I my boobies mm. are full right now. These, wow. these boobies are filled and tight. I need to get this out. Right? Oh. So when they get it out, guess what? It fills back up because I'm giving myself the nutrients. I'm filling myself with the spirit of God so I can be able to release it out again. So I have a responsibility. Right? Not wow. just as a, a nurturer, not just as, oh, because I'm queen. No, I'm a responsibility as a woman of God. And then, as, you know, uh, the entrepreneur that I am. And that's why I wow. call myself a faith-based mindset leader. Because if you don't, if you don't sure. got it up here, it, it, start, yeah. it starts up here. It, it really starts in the mind. So Thank I, you I so do, much. That was, that was powerful. That was powerful. I, I just want to say thank you for that that flow um and and that part about being filled yeah and really ready mm -hmm. to, to serve and pour out let me ask you about tell me and the listeners about one what drew you into the hair and scalp treatment aspect and then how do you help serve clients in that capacity because i'm an AIDS baby born in 85 but i think as i think about the reality of what I'm seeing outside of the old black brothers, you might see this bald head, you know what I'm saying? It's Fred, uh, not Fred Sanford, but uh, uh, I forgot his name on 227, his show and all that. Uh, but I don't really recall seeing women and people bald like that. Like, I don't, I just don't really recall like the 90s coming up in the 90s and even early 2000s where you seen all these women that was bald and balding and all this. I, I never even heard of no alopecia. Like, take me into that industry to say what have you discovered is going on? What is the root of this stuff? And how do you help people? Yes. So great question. So the root is um, health. It's internal. Hair mm, grows from within. There you go. So it really has to do with our food, what we're ingesting, environmental, mm. um, medication. So you were telling me that alopecia from your discovery 
has been health related and you were saying food, environmental pollution, medication and things like that can cause these problems? Absolutely. Because hair grows from within. So mm. a lot of the problems that we're having right now have to do with um, even the excessive wearing of the wigs. A lot of women mm. wear wigs for um, just for just for aesthetic, just for as a, as a part of their outfit, like almost like a, a, an accessory. But then they wear for it sure. so much that it becomes a necessity <laughs> because they they're balding off the edges because it it causes stress and alopecia. So some things are can are prevented, preventable, but some things are provoked because of um, of bad habits. Yeah. Wow. And how I I know you asked me how did I come into being a hair scalp therapist is because my yeah. mentor, what my well, she's like literally my my marketing advisor, um, the mm-hmm. hair doctor. She I saw this lady putting all this aloe and food some people. I'm like, she's just doing that for the internet. But then my mm-hmm. clients started sending me her videos and I'm like, can they stop sending me this kind of stuff? But then something told me to really pay attention because she's doing something and getting results that I'm not getting. Hello, somebody. Wow. So I contacted her and I said, um, I, I see that you're, you know, you have your own product line, this and that. She told me she had a mentorship program and this is mm. what you'll get. And what, what I was going to get for the fee I think it was a uh, few thousand dollars um, at the time. Said, uh, yeah, fool not to be a part of this. So I think it's weird for me when people, when the value that I get, people are still second, second guessing themselves about a $149 monthly subscription. Oh, please, I, I'll eat that up. Like, I've done $10,000 courses <laughs> and stuff like that. And that's why I'm able to be who I am because I believe in investing in myself, right? And personal growth and development, there's nothing like it. So yeah, because I invested right. into her program, I didn't invest into her. Because people look at when they're putting money into somebody, they're helping them. No, I helped myself. Because she gave me the value that I Come needed. And yes, Come I gave on, her the man. money that it cost for that value. Okay? So I knew my mind started to shift at that point because I was hungry for change. So when I learned so much in this program... And I started to put some of these things in practice. I said, this is not just the show. This stuff really works. And one thing about the skin, anything you put on the skin will absorb in like 26 seconds. So imagine Ooh. if you ingest um, oranges, right? Some organic seeded oranges, right? Mm-hmm. It has nutritional value. You put those same organic seeded oranges on your scalp, it's going to absorb into those follicles, give you the B vitamins, and give it to the nutrients mm. that it needs to sustain a healthy follicle. Same with aloe. Wow. Aloe has proteolytic enzymes in it that helps break up and remove dead skin cells on the, on the scalp. And it does the same thing mm. for the face. That's why aloe is great for your face. So there's so many organic and natural sources that we can use to um, to generate healthy hair follicles. We just so used to using the chemicals and so used to using the things in the beauty supply store. Instead of going right Indeed. to the fridge, right on, right on the top of the fridge where you have that little thing up there, you can grab some stuff out of there and really make it useful for your um, healthy hair problems. Wow. I wanted to, first of all, thank you. That was very, very valuable, y'all. Uh, that was very, very valuable. Y'all, I hope y'all really took note of what she was saying. Uh, so I'm going to ask a question to that. Sure. But before 
Well, I'm gonna ask the question now since we talked about it. Then I got a, a question. You you said something that really stuck out to me. But have you found that doing detoxing and cleansing of a self of a person, you know, has positively affected their hair growth? I know it takes a little more and all that, but from your from your experience, uh, have you told your clients or something, hey, go on a fast or do a detox or do a cleanse? Like, have you found that detoxing has had uh, good benefits for hair growth? Detoxing is like one of the number one things that I suggest mm. someone to do because it, it literally stops the gut health. Like a lot of our illnesses, sicknesses, and diseases begin in that gut and then obviously within the colon. So all of those toxins that release into the body, into the bloodstream, guess what needs blood? Our hair follicles. So we're not getting healthy blood supply, then that's another reason why we're not having, you know, we're having the male pattern balding, we're having the thin edges, we're not having the density that we used to have. And then sometimes it's genetics too. But I was going to ask you that. I was going to ask you that. A lot of times it is genetics, but uh, most of the time, majority of the time, it's health. It has to do with, um, you know, what we're ingesting, what we're not releasing out of our bodies. How much have you seen that genetics plays a role? May, uh, so genetics is a major, it, it plays a okay. major role in your hair. But this is the thing about genetics. You can't really change, you can't change it at all, right? They uh-huh. said that DNA, you can't change DNA. But what you can do, you can slow down the progression of hair or, loss or, or certain <laughs> things that happen. You know, some people have thin edges. Some people have the yeah. you can you can slow those things down by a healthier lifestyle Word. and and doing the, the you know the right things for healthy hair production. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Because I was feeling some type of way like my beard, you know, I got I got this right here and the mustache and all that, but I've been trying to get all this and that junk, it ain't been doing nothing. But I look at a picture of my dad from back in the day, he got the whole and I'm like, well, hold on, man, what's hey who. What did I skip? Like, did it skip? Like, it's supposed to skip somewhere. Because, hey, you know, I got this, but I've been trying to get this. I've been trying to get this. And I go... If you were in town, I can put you under my scope and be able to see if you have follicles. Wow. Because sometimes you may not even have healthy follicles in the area, so it's not going to grow. So you're exhausting yourself, you know, and the hair is never going to grow there. But then a lot of times people... Think just because the hair hasn't grown in a certain area in a long time that it won't grow. The average mm. hair follicle that is, uh, is not healthy, that's not growing out, and it's still a follicle there, it can lay dormant mm. for like two, three, up to four years. So it just needs stimulation. Whoa. So that's why I highly encourage okay. massaging. So massaging, like, mm. you know, even have, you're, you're married, right? Yeah. Yeah, so having your wife, you know, get you some some good um, oil and, and just start rubbing it up on your face and, you know, just really manipulate, <laughs> manipulating the, um, sure. you know, your facial. Yeah, you'll be like, hey, I think I see something. Yeah, because like I said, I get some, but I just got discouraged. Like, it'll, you know, a little bit, but I just got, I'm like, man, let me get this off here so I can just have a clean look, but. I'm going to take that advice, though. I know I've been watching a few videos, and people got some, you know, they get derma rollers. Yeah. And, um, okay, derma rollers and different stuff. 
Yeah. Okay. Okay. It helps, it helps so, with blood supply. It really helps with the blood supply. Okay. Fantastic. Mm -hmm. So, as we bring the interview to a close, unfortunately, I did want to ask. Um, tell me about the right division goal that you have. Branch. Like, tell me about yeah, the goal setting branch. Tell me about that in general. I know you have it annually, depending mm -hmm. on when someone is listening to this. If y'all don't catch this one, she does have them annually. Tell us about it. How people can find out more about it. So if they don't catch this one at the time of listening, they can definitely uh, check out future ones. Yes. So right division goal setting branch. Oh my gosh, it's uh, it's my heart. It's what um you know it's it was curated because I I was invited to be on a panel for I think it's called Bosses Meet Bosses. My best friend. She has a brunch for entrepreneurs every year. She decided uh, a few years ago. And when I sat on that panel, I'm looking around the room and I'm like, these people are hungry. They want to get fed. They, they want information. They want to be inspired. And so after the event, we had her house just hanging out. said, listen, you need to bring this to Boston. This was amazing. She's like, really? Find me a location. I'll do it. And the Lord told me like, ah, ah. <laughs> That's not what I have told you to do. And he mm. said, I want you to do it. And this is going to be the mm. name. And I said, oh, mm. really? And I was kind of scared at first. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to mm -hmm. be obedient. And so the first one mm -hmm. was last year. It was amazing. Um, there were some logistical things that we got tight. And so we, we're adding mm -hmm. that um, this year as far as um, having, like, when you leave, you have accountability. You're going to be a part mm. of my cohort now where you get a sequence of different, um, you know, resources and links and emails that's going to be useful to you to help, you know, propel you and accelerate you um, in business. So it's not just to, just to have an event to say, or oh, have an event. No, this is to get people yeah. inspired, motivated, to encourage them, to, to make them know that they have people that are concerned about the well-being and the health of their business. Um, a lot of people, what I see, if there's a whole lot of gay people, go, gatekeeping. I, I feel mm. like information is, is 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 necessary to share, but not all information is free, yeah. right? So there is a, yeah, yeah. a small fee. I like that. I like that. Information is free. Yeah. So there is a small a small investment for this event, which is only $99. And just to be in a room with this type of energy, this type of information, we have some amazing speakers. We have Tolu Oyoyemi. He's from Mastermind Your Agency. I'm a part of his community. He has taught me so much about webinars and podcasting. And I've been able to connect with like thousands of people around this country by way wow. of his tutelage on how to run a successful webinar. Then we have Lakeisha Austin. She's a, um, a motivational psychotherapist, and she's going to give us tips mm. and tools on how to create balance with our family life and our business life and how to just really nurture yourself. Amazing information. Then we have Stormy Banks. So she, um, Stormy Banks, she has the expertise in grant writing and finding funding for businesses. Mm. And then we have Joy Hunt. She is um, a tax expert. Um, a lot of people, she has a, a huge following on social media and she's really good at what she, did, what she does. And she also has the expertise in funding and um, how to set, uh, properly set up your business. And then we have my sister. 
Hey. I am your faith-based mindset leader and your mentor, your beauty professional, uh, who has really inspired and, and, and encouraged a lot of beauty professionals around this country to be the best version of, of themselves, how to create time freedom and financial security within their business. So you talk about energy, you talk about information and resources. Like we know that God is a source, but everything else is a resource, right? So we going to sure. have the, the proper um, tutelage and information there for our guests. We have vendors, so we can get some more supporting small businesses. It's just an amazing time to come together and Sounds kick. fire. Oh man, it's so fire! Like, and then my my, my sure. panelists, they're 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 fired up right now. I talked to Tolu last night, and he's just he's ready. He's ready. Yeah, Tolu, totally be ready. <laughs> Tell the people. Do you have it around the same time of the year? I mean, they'll be able to look you up and find it, so it's not a problem. But, um, so tell the people first of all, let me let me check something real quick. Awesome, well, awesome, awesome. At the same time, and it, it's, it's okay. The whole point of it is almost like a vision board party, but for for entrepreneurs. So that's why okay. I call it the goal setting brunch. So you get to set your intentions for the upcoming year. Because there's still things we can Fantastic. we can crush before the year ends. But I want you to get thinking. Get, Come on now. Almost like you have to you have to slow down before you speed up. So mm-hmm. it's just mm-hmm. to get you ready for 2024. Fantastic. Yeah. And how many how many have you done? How many is this? This is the second, this is the second annual. Nice. Fantastic. So mm-hmm. definitely keeping that momentum. Um, yeah. I appreciate that. So tell us, um, I think you and I were talking at one time. I know that you have a mentorship group for yeah. ladies. Could you tell us about that and how ladies can, you know, get involved and what services you offer? How do you help the women in mindset? Sure. So I'm not just a, um, a leader for women. Uh, I do men and women because there's men. Okay. Who are in my program also, they're beauty professionals, whether they're barbers, nice. or hair stylists, or um, they're nail tech, they're lash tech. So I'm a beauty professional gotcha. mentor. Yeah. So what um, what they do is they usually um, connect with me by way of my webinar, or if they already mm. um, aware of my services, they click a, um, click the link in my bio to um, get a strategy call with me, and we go over some some strategies that okay. can work. For your business, like customizable for your business, right? And mm. then from there, more than likely, they'll get segued into one of my programs, whether it's my 5K program, my 2K program, or a 149 subscription, which still has a mm. whole lot of value. And then you and can let's find back me up for okay, go ahead. okay. You can no, find no. me. No, I definitely media. want you to plug. Go ahead. You can plug now, but I'm gonna definitely get you to plug at the end. But okay. if you want to plug now, yeah, but no, okay. Let's go back to this master barber. Let's go back to this master barber. Now, I'm old school. You know what I'm saying? And I've only had my hair cut one time by a woman. And she was, how can I say this? She had more of the male look. (laughs) That's what I'll say. I don't know what her orientation was, but she had more of the male look. And mm-hmm. to be honest, I'm a person that I don't mind trying new things, you know. So I was like, bro, you've been getting your hair cut by men all your life. 
Because, you know, I'm sure you know, and I want to hear you speak to it, that's kind of one of those, you know, sacred things in our culture. Like, women do women hair, men cut men hair, ain't no woman cutting my hair. So that's kind of like ingrained in us. So I was like, I don't know, man. I came to a speaking event, and she was like, hey, bro, I love how you spoke. You know, you spoke well, man. You had the crowd, boo, boo, boo. She was like, I would love to cut your hair next time you come down here. And I was like, word, I'll take you up on that. So I did, and um, she did her things. But tell me how was it to <laughs> break into that world? Like, how many women barbers do you know? And when you when you began to get those male clients, was it still that reluctance of, um, you got to take care, you got to make sure, you know, and make sure you, like, tell me your experience being a, a barber than a master barber for men's hair. <laughs> yeah, so so that's interesting because there were a few um, barber, female barbers around, right? Okay. But when I was coming up, I was a young female barber, right? And then mm -hmm. I thought it was cute because, you know, you know, I, I come to work looking cute, you know, getting all the attention, right? I'm sure, I'm sure. <laughs> that got old, so I'm like, this is a little okay. weird because, you know, a lot of men that Super picky. They're more picky than women, first of all. Ah. Women. <laughs> and then it just, I have like That's a strong so clientele with men because I also learned how to braid. So when I started mm. to braid, that really amped it up for me because I get to braid them and for line sure. them up. I mean, and then line them up. Yeah. Yeah. And the facial hair, I know it's nice with it. I'm, I'm, I'm really, you know, I'm good at the, the arching and the craft and they don't look all weird. Like I have. I had some great barbers in the, in the in the shop that I worked with to model after. And then there was another mm -hmm. barber I worked with. He used to make like 700 a day, like just to he get them in and out. I'm like, yeah. So right. I had a hard time figuring out how to do that. So I said, listen, there's got to be more to this um, than just doing, you know, barbering and breeding. So that's why I went to cosmetology school and became a hairstylist. Word, and I'm like, oh. So being a master barber, it gave me a lot of, um, it gave me a lot, a, a, a great deal of, of push. It gave me some great leverage in the industry, put it that way. Because mm -hmm. there's not too many um, female barbers. As, as you described it, I know we got to be very careful these days. It's, it's overly sensitive about. No, I feel you. I feel But. A, a, a female barber who looks like a male um, is a little bit more. <laughs> uh, it, it's expected, like, okay, yeah, she's probably good. Yeah, it's expected, like, bro, bro, good. You know what I'm saying? They say, like, no, nah, bro, don't do that. Sis, good. But anyway, I'm gonna be me. Like, I get it. I stand. I'm with the word. I stand on that. Like, I love everybody, but my my, I'm. I don't play that game with people. But anyway, I digress. Um. Yeah. I definitely appreciate you, sir. <laughs> I was careful because I, I respect this this person who did that. I may see her again. And you know what I'm saying? So I don't yeah. want to say that she yeah. was and she won't and all this type of stuff. But anyway, right. um, this this was very good stuff. This was very good stuff. So, yes, I, I so please. Thank you. Thank you. Tell the people yeah. where they can find you. Tell them how they can get involved with your mentorship for those that are in the health, uh, beauty industry that would like mm -hmm. to get plugged into your systems and the value that you bring to the table. 
Just tell yeah. them how they can reach you, how they can find you. So you can reach me on all platforms, all social platforms, whether it's TikTok, Instagram, Facebook. Well, Facebook is a little different. It's under Kings and Queens. You just hair salons. That's the name of my salon. But you can find me at Hair Queen, um, H-A-I-R-K-U-E-E-N. And like I said, I cater to men and women, uh, whether you're a beauty professional or a barber. And I also have a book that I wrote, a 30-day devotional for barber and beauty professionals. It's a positive way to kick your day. So it's, it's a very powerful tool because it has devotionals in there. It has um, an acronym for the word START, S-T-A-R-T. And it gets to, you get to write down your your emotions or your thoughts and feelings for the day. So it's almost, it's like journal style. And then there's prayers in there for my bishop, my dad, Bishop William E. Dickerson, from my best friend. She's a serial entrepreneur out of Atlanta, Georgia. Her name is Tanisha Butler. Um, we also have prayers in there from my children. They are young entrepreneurs, classy kid um, clothing company. Um, they have prayers in there. And then from another young lady, that she's a powerhouse. She's an evangelist here in Boston. Her name is Nicole Allen. So we have all kinds of affirmations in this booklet. It, it's very useful. So that's for the barber and beauty professional. So you can click the link in my bio on Instagram to get your copy. And yep, that's me. I'm here, queen. <laughs> Fantastic. Y'all, please go and support her. She loves God. She loves people. She loves her family. She's a business owner. She's successful. She's a servant leader. She's making it happen, continuously growing. Please go check her out, definitely. And if you're hearing this at the time, uh, go to her her social pages and find out more about the Right Your Vision Goal Setting Brunch. And if you're hearing this in the future, still mm -hmm. go and look up the Right Your Vision Goal Setting Brunch and plan to be there in the Massachusetts, in Boston, Massachusetts. That's so right. this is your host, Marquise Trent. I hope y'all got tons of value from this episode. Please like, comment, share, subscribe, follow, download, and all other type of uh, call to actions that need to be made when it comes to this world. I thank y'all so very much, and I'll see y'all next time. Thank you.